Today on the Dream Young Effect podcast, we have Cindy with Brilliant Detroit. Dream Young Media Live. Like, comment, subscribe. We want to thank you for coming on the Dream Young Effect podcast. We truly appreciate you showing up today. Um, we love what Brilliant Detroit is doing for the community. And, um, and we know that you're the co-founder of Brilliant Detroit. So tell us a little bit about how it got started and we can go from there. Yeah. So um, again, thank you so much for having me on because I really admire what you do too and how you're lifting thank up you. stories that matter, right? So Brilliant Detroit is, is over five years old, coming up on six. And really it was started to create what we call kids success neighborhoods where kids and families have everything that they need right in the middle of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And we do that by repurposing a house that becomes a community hub. And we provide programs, services, and really fellowship from belly to eight. It's for kids, kids and adults, and kids and adults together. And it's really about making sure in a nutshell that a zip code does not predict whether a child's future is bright or not. And it has been my honor to co-found Brilliant Detroit. In the last five and a half plus years, we have um, grown from, I didn't actually start with it, I co-founded it, but we've grown to serve about 8,000 individuals. And out of 12 locations, we have 15 neighborhoods committed right now, and we will get to 24 by 2024. We do this first when we get invited into a neighborhood. We go nowhere unless the neighborhood invites us in. Once the neighborhood invites us in, we do multiple listening sessions. And really, this is the first partnership is with the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and with people. It is a belief that we can change our circumstances given the right conditions, but that we're in the driver's seat, not everybody else. And you know what? It's worked. So we've been able to see grade levels raise three reading levels on a third party evaluation on education, health and family support. We've seen significant improvement. And most importantly, I think all of our doors are orange. What people Mm -hmm. find when they come through a brilliant Detroit door is each other. Mm -hmm. Great. That, so, that's that's that's, that's, that's an awesome that's an awesome story. Now, now, Cindy, is that the um, virtual literacy um, mentoring program? That, that yeah, we was? have many. We actually have a hundred partners because when we started, we decided that we would not be in competition with anybody. Mm-hmm. And what we would do, and that would be again with the help from the neighborhood, is identify what is needed. And, and get that to happen in the middle of the neighborhood, right? Yeah. And so we have multiple literacy programs and, and the ones that are most effective, which you're li- labeling right now on the virtual because of COVID, yeah. are, are ones that are done two days a week and paired one-on-one with a mentor. It has been amazing. And I've actually, within that, I want to just say this is the power of relationships that I have seen what I would really say our miracles happen. And and I'll give you an example of one. And this is because I think that we often think we're going to just throw people into programs and life's going to be better, right? Mm -hmm. Your life may not be changed in 10 to 12 weeks from a program, but it will be changed with a relationship and with a group that's there 
with you all the way through, right? So we're with people for multiple things. But here's one example of how having somebody one-on-one works is we have a a young um, student. His mother has was a participant. His his sister actually works for us. And they held him back in kindergarten. And the school had said to him, his mother, we're going to hold him back again. We don't know what to do. Do you know what? That within three months, and it's not always that quick, she saw him sitting on the stairs looking like he was reading a book. <laughs> and she thought he was just like doing it, right? Like just pretending. Yeah. He was reading the book. And there is a grandbaby in the house, and he put a box there with a bunch of books. She said, What are you doing? And he said, I never want her to feel like I felt. Oh. I want her to know that she can read and has power. This out of the mouth of a six-year-old. Wow. Yep. And, and that's the power of when we can come together. It, it's, it's learning to read, right? But it's also learning to know that you have power exactly. and that you can have a chance for your own future. Right. We also have programs in lots of um, health programs, whether it's preventive health, ed, uh, physical health, social, emotional, and nutrition. And what I want to say is, look, at COVID has been a really, it's made this year a really rough year, the yeah, last year and a half. And I, I say that I always have my head and heart in everything, but now it's my head, heart, and shoulders. And what we found in the middle of the neighborhoods is as much as we were needed before, we've been more needed. Because in truth, the system didn't work before. Right. If you're a a parent or let me give you one other example of how this works is early on, you know, in one of my listening sessions, I asked a group of people, what do you need? And a woman stood up and she said, I need this. I need this. And I need this. And I said, "Okay, tell me about that. And she goes, look, I need a lot of things and I work full time and I don't have a car. And you people think that having a program over here, over here, and over here solves issues. It doesn't because I can't get to them. And it's not that I don't care. And you know what? That's true. So let's make things work for people. And and I think Brilliant Detroit is an example of what happens. And and I want to say this is really personal for me. um, I'm an East Sider. Um, My family grew up in extreme poverty. My um, mother and all her kids were in foster care. Mm. And, and they taught me early on that it was when the neighborhood came together that things got better. My grandmother is my hero for going through this. It wasn't that she didn't love her kids. You know, I'm half Native American, mm. so part of it was that as well. It was the circumstances were stacked against them. Yeah. And we want to change that yes. and change that alongside with people. But, you know, Cindy, I got to say it's personal for me as well, um, because I was raised with a single mother. I have I have two other siblings. My father died when I was five years old from a heroin overdose in New York. Um, I lived in the projects in New York, was raised in, in pretty much poverty as well, did not have a silver spoon in my mouth at all. And I know that idle hands is the devil's workshop. Sometimes it's giving people who are impoverished um, an opportunity to to grow, personally grow. It doesn't take a lot of money for you to make a mental shift. One book, mm-hmm. one line, one mm-hmm. person, one conversation can change a person's 
um, you know, just direction and path in life right. and keep them out of prison and keep them away from poverty. And, and, and what you guys are doing, I just can't say enough about it. Well, thank you. But it's what we're all doing yeah, and it's yeah. what you're doing. And I just want to. So first off, I just I love you, man, because you totally get it. And <laughs> give you another example of this. And I, I say this to our team all the time who are really the heroes is um, early. Also early on, I had I was taking one of our participants to an interview with me. Right. And I hadn't met her yet, but I heard a lot about her, right? Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know she could talk a lot, not talk a lot. Before she sat down, she goes, listen. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have any problem. And she said, I am 26. I've had a hard life. My family was homeless. I've suffered from different challenges. And I've been to a lot of organizations. I have, she said. I might always need to go. It's really hard, she said, Cindy, to get out of poverty, which I personally know, right? Mm -hmm. And she said, but here's the thing. Everywhere I went, I never felt anybody cared about me mm. until now. Mm. She said they had something I needed. They were doing that, but I felt they were just doing it and they didn't really see me. Yeah. And she said, until now. Yeah. And she now is a participant at our Osborne location. She's there five days a week. She is a mental health support coach. We got her certified. Wow. Wow. She's a member yeah. of the advisory. Really, most importantly, is in April, she called me and she said, Cindy, I got to tell you something really cool. And I said, what is it? And she said, our daughter her and my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> he won the reading award oh, of the man. school. And what she was saying <laughs> like is, that. I'm learning right along with wow. my daughter. Mm. And you know what? She's doing the hard work, but we saw her and now she sees others. And that's what this is about, right? Yes. yes. Is how do we do that? Incredible, you know, beautiful thing we had. Uh, well, we we know someone who has an intellectual difference and she graduated high school, never learned how to read. And then we're, we're sitting there going, well, how did that happen? Like, doesn't know how to not not read, not even a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, so something like this really hits home for me because it's also virtual in this time what we've been going through, like you said, with covid. Um, this is so important for people who don't like you said, who have maybe who don't have that understanding or not able to be independent enough on their own, you know, to go seek something like this. And you raise another really important point, though, and I'm, I'm full of stories, but I yeah. think sometimes stories help bring something home is let's quit not seeing people. Let's mm -hmm. quit having those situations not yeah. happen yeah. where somebody doesn't see that and take care of it. And I'm going to give you an example, and I encourage any listener to actually think about this for themselves on what they can do for others. One of our families, and I have this video we did, and, and it just brought me to tears because I didn't even know all of it, but I know the young man. And this child was actually, our, our staff saw him kind of walking down the street, often during school hours without a coat on, mm -hmm. called him in. And um, he started uh, tutoring and, you know, he was really behind in school. He had a little bit of a meltdown and 
uh, he ran out of the house one day. And but the fam, our staff, our volunteers knew where he lived. Okay, and so they all were calling me at ten o'clock at night, nine o'clock. Did we do the right thing, et cetera? This little boy is a fixture at one of our locations. And recently I was just talking to his mom and him. And now it's three years later, right? But what happened was after that week is our staffs there called me and she said, we've decided we're going to stick with him through college. And there was an individual in the neighborhood who's actually a college professor who they the neighborhood in Brilliant assigned him to start tutoring him four days a week. And he is thriving. And what I was originally thinking, so he's thriving because he's doing better in school. But what he told me is he didn't make friends easily before. Now he does. His mother told me that people her whole life were leaving her. And this is the first time she felt somebody was going to stay with her. And you know what? That's making sure and saying that we all are each other's keeper. And we all have to watch out for each other. And when we see something and when it's there, how can we all help? And we also call that neighbor to neighbor, regardless of zip code. It's just a a different way to create our worlds. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's Saturday. Today, we could be anywhere in the world, doing anything in the world, but we're mm-hmm. here talking about this topic. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and it's just, it just, it just makes me extremely happy to see that you're impacting the lives of these kids like this and the adults and the parents who are involved in the circle. Yeah, yeah. So, Cindy, do you have any experience with uh, you know, families who might have children who have special needs? You know, is that Absolutely. something that you frequently experience? Yeah, so especially um, with special needs, I and, and just uh, we're working on some things right now in addition to what we do. So we have lots of families with special needs because we're in the middle of the neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times what's needed, so I, I just want to name that sometimes our schools cannot do what is needed to do for kids with special needs. I want to also name that for families with kids with special needs, it's scary and hard, and it's hard to go through a system. And what we try to do is both help with what it is, help navigate the system, because even when you have support from a school, you don't understand what all these things are. Mm -hmm. And, And I'll even say we work all over the city. Um, we have a lot of participants that are Spanish speaking, and it is very difficult for them to understand what to do sometimes just from a language standpoint. Yeah, so yeah. we serve as a bridge to help make that better. And I'll give you an example of that. But we also have multiple programs and we are bringing in additional programs in particular for kids of color, because we have found that sometimes with special needs, it feels like there's kids left out all the time there, right? But they're even more left out. There's different things that people are not looking at. And let me give you an example of a pretty profound example here. Although that's not, that's not always what we see is we had a kid we were tutoring who the tutor said, I think this child is in danger of thinking about committing suicide. Now we're talking a seven-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
So we immediately acted on it, got in it, and it really involved that we needed to speak to the family in Spanish, and we have that available and in the school. And, and what it was is he just felt so, he felt dumb is how he felt. He was yeah. looking up YouTube videos and he felt isolated. And then especially during a virtual environment, mm-hmm. and we were able to get the right supports and love and care, not just around him, but his mother who felt like if she said much more, what might happen to her and her family. Mm -hmm. And so there's all kinds of situations like that. And what we really do at the beginning, when anybody comes to our door, is we say, if you could wish upon your star, we actually have, this is a, a piece we fill out together. What do you want for you and your family? So instead of what isn't happening, what do you dream of happening? Mm -hmm. And um, that's where we start with. And then we do periodic check-ins. Now, I want to just say we, parents and kids, they're in charge of their future with us. They get to choose what they take and how they take it. Mm -hmm. We know the families. Our, Our staff needs to know the families at every location. We have at least one of our staff is from the neighborhood so that this is deeply personal for everybody. Well, that's exactly what Dream Young is about. That's what the name is about for us. It's like keeping your dreams young. You know, when you were very young, I want to be a fireman. I want to be an astronaut. The level of excitement a kid has uh, when they're young for their dreams. And as we get older, we let those dreams die. And we and those dreams go to the burial ground, <laughs> you know. Go, yeah. I, I mean, they go to the cemetery. I mean, yeah. but um, but we we really want to make sure that people are investing in knowing their purpose. We think that that's key to peace. That's key to joy, and that's key to having a fulfilled life. Period. I love you, love you, love you guys. <laughs> um, and I want to just say I want to bring something up here because we're working on some efforts and we're building this out further which is about creating joy in your life. So we're often like, how do you feel a gap? Like this is all this, but really and truly, how do you build those family connections based on who you are and joy? And so we are doing a ton of different things around that um, and have partnered with Resiliency Lab at Wayne State and have done things like a joy box that the family gets every month that they can do activities, dress up for something for everybody and actually be able to talk about the things that are joyful Mm -hmm. in their family history, et cetera, because that's often where we don't get to move and be in and it makes a difference. And we really saw this kind of organically a little bit through COVID is Kids, we we had these kits from actually from Arts and Scraps, and we were giving them, and the families did started to do something which was called Brilliant Detroit at Home. Mm-hmm. And they did it on their own and they start posting stories and ways that the kids and families were playing. And you know what? That's what we need. Sometimes yeah. we're also stinking serious. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have some joy and we deserve it. Nobody yeah. wants to say, I'm troubled. I live in a troubled neighborhood. We want to feel proud That's right. and we want to know how to do that sometimes. That is so, that is so awesome, Cindy. So is there anything that we have not touched on that you would like our viewers to know about? Yeah, I think here's what I want to say. I, a couple of things is we aim to get to 24 sites by 2024 in Detroit. 
So we have a waiting list, but if there's any neighborhoods that somebody wants to, to bring forth, it is totally built, built on request. Why do we want to do that? Because we can actually change population level statistics if we do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, be part of it. Mm-hmm. Either volunteer, go on at info at brilliantdetroit.org, let us know. Or if you need something, let us know. Um, There's usually something around because this really takes all of us coming together um, and and we need each other. So I think you've covered it both in head and heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I just want to say is head, heart and shoulders for who much is given, much is expected. And we need to find where what we've been given can be used to do more. Well, Cindy, I, I know I, I know I can speak for Nikki on this point. Yeah. I want to be involved. Yeah. We do have a lot on our own plates that we're juggling. We juggle full-time careers and dream young and and and, which I'm sure you could imagine. But um, what you guys are doing, I, I don't I don't care if it's something small like just maybe have a virtual meeting with some of the kids one day and just try to encourage oh. them. Um, I'm into music. I'm into a couple of different other things that I do on a on a on a on a creative level. And I wouldn't mind having a virtual, some type of virtual mm-hmm. showing or something mm-hmm. like that. We can come up just to just to have fun, just to have fun, you know. So that is an amazing idea. So <laughs> let let's do that. And I'm yeah. going to say we just launched a young entrepreneurs group and then a girls uh, all star girls club, and that's what we do is we bring people in, and okay. we can't. We have so many requests to be in those because it is about having fun and it is yeah. about seeing what others can do. And it's about cre- getting that spark. So that's beautiful. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to follow up okay. for sure. Oh, Please yes. put, me on a list. Oh, yes. put, put me on a list and let me know when you're exactly what we can do and we'll work out the details. Okay. But we'll definitely stay in touch, you know, Absolutely. and we'll, we'll be in touch with you for that. Definitely. Absolutely, Cindy. I mean, well, just once again, just thank you for coming on the Dream Young Effect podcast. We truly enjoyed speaking with you today. Um, And just what you're doing in the community, once again, is just like, basically, you're just an (laughs) all-star. You're all-star. It's all of us. So I really appreciate it. But I get to to be in the middle of it. And it is the best thing I've ever done in my life. So um, thank you too. And I, I, my heart is just busting and so forth. So we will talk and thank you so much, you guys. Okay, just have a beautiful day and thank stay safe, you, okay? Cindy. You too. Great Bye-bye. meeting you. Bye-bye. Bye. Great organization. Yes, great that was organization. great. That was that. great. Show us your support by commenting, liking, or subscribing to our channel. If you'd like to support Dream Young Arts and Media, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization and all donations are tax deductible. Thank you for all the support and love.